Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View on a rainy morning in coastal Mississippi. That's just the way it is. You have to take the good with the bad. I mean, the weather has been absolutely amazing here. So, But anyway, thank you for joining us here on Coast View where we celebrate the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Hey, let me, uh, let me turn to Kyle. We hadn't talked in a while, Kyle. Uh, Kyle Curley, the, the uh, producer of Coast View and, and my right-hand man. How you doing, buddy? Good, sir. Good, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. I hear you every morning reading the news and letting us know the latest across a number of different channels. Um, the, you know, the news operation at Super Talk Mississippi News continues to just thrive, doesn't it? It's a well-oiled machine, that is for sure. And what you, well, you know, there are 26 stations that are part of the Super Talk Mississippi Media Network. There are 12 stations across the state, very strategically located, that are part of the Super Talk Mississippi Network. This is the actual where you hear this show super, on Super Talk, and the others are news or music channels of various varieties, mm-hmm. and. Um, and then on top of that, Super Talk Mississippi Media has news that goes to stations that don't belong officially. It's not owned by the station. I think there's like 51. Is that right, Kyle? About 51 stations? Yeah, that number sounds about right. Yeah. That are part of that network. So the news that comes from the Super Talk Mississippi News Network goes out to all these stations for 51. Think about the power that Super Talk has across the state to deliver the news and information. And when, when people go to, to get on the Gallo show or the JT show or any other show, my show, and they make news, we are able to not have to go through other people to find out what the, the people in the know are thinking. We can go directly to the source. And we have them on video and we have them on podcast platform. They can, they can pull directly from that for the news items. It's a, it's, a, it's a powerful machine. And so if you haven't downloaded the uh, Supertalk Mississippi app, you should do that. You, you'll be glad you did. Or you can go to the Supertalk Mississippi dot fm site and get more information but you know uh you just uh you know kyle as you know he's a jack of all trades he's an engineer he does it he reads news he does traffic um there's no rest for the weary these days for you huh buddy no and it's a full plate this week already just one thing after another you know <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be not up today tomorrow and uh, probably into the weekend if yeah it's weather related you think no, not weather related, more than just kind of upgrades and repairs and just waiting on technical waiting on hard drives and parts really just to get things fixed up and repaired the way they should be. So I knew this well from my newspaper and digital media days. The the machine it takes behind the scenes to make a a media company, you know, hum. Boy, that's a big machine behind the scene. It takes a lot of effort, doesn't it, buddy? Yeah, it really does. And it takes a lot of time and you really have to carve it out and plan it. I mean, I, it's early in the week and I'm already looking at probably Sunday where I'd have a day just to myself with everyone else gone and I can just go down and knock things out, get probably two yeah. or three projects done in one day with no one around. 
Well, well, good luck to all that. And, you know, you're working remotely. I'm working remotely. And you and I have talked a lot about technology trends. And our guests and I have talked about technology tr trends that will never go back to where we were pre-pandemic, that things are going to change. A couple of news items that popped up recently. Uh, one is a, an AP story from last week where the Ford Motor Company has now announced that 30,000 employees from around the world are going to be working in sort of what they call a hybrid approach, which is you know from home they'll come into the office for for meetings, but you know they they said that it's going to be in that mode now uh, for you know indefinitely is the way they put it in the in the deal. Did you see that? I didn't see that particular story, but I you know I totally agree with it. I think there's so many jobs across the country that there's honestly zero reason for them to actually be in the office except for prior pandemic was just to appease a manager to justify paying them to do something. I think a lot of these people that are working from home now, myself included, probably 250% more productive just for walking into the living room as opposed to having to drive to the office. Well, I think you know, there's a lot, there's a lot right about what you just said. One of the things that, you know, I always do this. I, so I'll read that story. And I want to go see what's going on. You, th you would think that Microsoft of all people, Microsoft with their technology would have a good handle on this. And, and, and they do actually, um, not only in terms of their workforce, they're also going to a hybrid approach and they've got a, a note to their employees that's listed at their Microsoft website that I read this morning. And one of the things they did is they did a, what's called a two, 2021 work uh, trend index that's got you know new data, deep research, and expert insights on what this hybrid thing looks like, and and believe me, it's detailed, and it is um, it is everything that we've been talking about on the air. And here's the thing: this is why things like this mixed-use community in Gulfport so important, and other things like that, because remote work, the opportunity to attract technology uh, jobs and others that can work remotely here to here to Mississippi and especially coastal Mississippi is a significant strategic opportunity for coastal Mississippi. And these trends are not going away. This is the way it's going to be for, for probably from now on. Yeah. Especially in the technology world, you know, the likes of Microsoft, Google, Amazon, there is almost zero reason why anyone in the tech support field, especially the first tier, probably even the second tier, why they should have to come into the office, why they can't work from their house, because everything's online. It's all documentation and it's all in your head. There's very seldom you're going to have a situation where you're going to need to reach somebody at tech support that they're going to have to have physical hands-on with a piece of equipment to help you diagnose it. And at that point, you're sending it up the chain anyway, so it's beyond level one or two. It's yeah. Hey, hey, listen, uh, if you look at the Silicon Valley, some of the biggest changes are technology jobs are now getting dispersed across the country. As Eric Hill from the Center of Entrepreneurship at Mississippi State says, we have an opportunity to create the Silicon Delta here in, here in Mississippi because the quality of life is high, the cost of living is low, and people, you know, they, if we build the places that they want to live in, we'll, we'll get them here. That's for sure. And if it's done right, I think it can be done very productively. I mean, the company itself could save money on a smaller footprint for an office. They could, yeah. one way or the other, they could either choose to pocket it or they could pay their employees a little bit more to keep them. Yeah, It's just a matter of how they implement it. 
It's going to be so interesting, so interesting. The impact on commercial real estate, the list goes on and on. So we'll, we'll flip the page now. And uh, I want you to know that I had a really good visit with Stacy Pickering, who's the executive director of Mississippi Veterans Affairs recently. We talked about the efforts uh, that the Mississippi Veterans Affairs is, is uh, under, that the, first of all, not just the efforts, the, the recognition that they're getting nationally. Uh, to create in Mississippi a place where military retirees want to live. And there's tremendous, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of rankings that are out around that. And uh, they're doing just a really good job. But during the conversation, he mentioned to me a military women's summit that's coming, kind of an innovative first thing that they've done uh, like this. And uh, and I've asked Melissa Wade from Mississippi Veterans Affairs. She's the director of external uh, relations. And my friend Becky Jenner, Colonel, retired Colonel uh, Becky Jenner from the Mississippi Army National Guard and consummate community leader and just wise woman uh, who's going to join me today. So how are you? How y'all doing? Great. We're doing great, Ricky. Thank you. So let me turn to you first, Melissa, for people who didn't hear the conversation with Stacey Pickering. Let's uh, let's let's give them sort of a, a, a quick overview of what Mississippi Veterans Affairs is all about. So we live out an amazing mission. I mean, we get to help service the 186,000 veterans that live in our state, along with their dependents. So you're looking at, you know, average family of four, you're looking at almost, you know, 500,000 people that we get to provide care and assistance to. Um, Not only do we do a ton of outreach, but we have our four state veteran nursing homes that house 600 veterans um, around our state. Uh, Collins, Jackson, Kosciuszko, and Oxford. And as I'm sure the coast is aware, uh, the new home at Tradition will hopefully be coming very, very soon. Uh, we are shovel ready and just waiting some for some federal funding. And we will start building that fantastic home just up the road here. Um, not only are we in the nursing home business, but we also have two um, memorial veteran cemeteries, one in Newton and one in Kilmichael. And uh, we have a claims division that can help with all of your benefit questions, assist you through the appeals process. I mean, we we touch all kind of venues for sure. So, so when I introduced Becky as sort of a wise woman, I was right, wasn't I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so Becky, you and I have had a, a full-scale Coastview session together where we talked about your life and all the contributions that you've made. Um, you, you, uh, you, you, even though you're retired, you, there's no rest for the weary for you. You still find your way to contribute back, don't you? I try. I try. And it's been rewarding. The difference is I get to do what I want to do rather than what somebody else tells me to do. It's a lot more fun. That, that is a lot more fun. I, I, can, I can attest to that myself for sure. Hey, when we come back from the break, we'll talk more about the Military Women's Summit this upcoming. I'm, I, you've already, you already got all your spots filled, and it's an, it's an exciting thing that you're doing, and we're going to talk more about that when we come back from the break. So we'll see you after the break. View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. 
talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have Melissa Wade from the Mississippi Veterans Affairs. She's the Director of External Relations there. And uh, Colonel retired. Uh, Becky Jenner, my friend, my dear friend from the Mississippi National Guard and consummate community leader. Uh, so let's talk about this. So the, you had actually planned to do the Military Woman Summit last year, but COVID got in the way. So talk about what you, what you have planned, and we'll, we'll talk also about why it's important. Absolutely. So like you said, we had planned this last year as our first event for Mississippi. Um, we had 200 women from 11 different states signed up, um, and Colonel Heather Blackwell was such an amazing partner in getting that Um all worked out as she held on till four days before the event due to COVID, trying to help us get to it before she shut her base down. And unfortunately, it, uh, it didn't work out. But it has been a top project for us through the year, especially for myself and, and my director of events, Caroline Kennard, um, to get this event on for this year. So this is our first major event as an agency um, in the ending of COVID. Um, we have partnered with Keesler again. We've actually turned this into a two-day event where the first day will be geared more towards active duty members. Um, and the second day, we are gearing it towards any veteran uh, active duty, the ones that are separated, uh, reserves, or National Guard. They are welcome to come and listen to a wonderful list of speakers that will give them some some insight on how to achieve their goals. And Becky, you're one of the speakers, and the name of the summit is Owning Leadership. Tell me, tell me from your perspective why this is important, and what, what, are, the, what are the kind of things that you're going to be talking about? Well, if you think about it, only 1% to 5% of the nation's population is in the military, and that's depending on your source. Some say um, one, others say as many as five. Of that statistic, women make up even a much smaller statistic. So when one looks for mentors and leaders to model herself after, it's difficult to find one. So the idea that we can bring these ladies together and give them such a wonderful variety of speakers on various topics it really should make a difference if they take away some of the key points. I'll be talking on transitioning from military to civilian life. It is a different world. The, the simplest is a uniform. When you're in the military, you don't have to worry about what you're going to wear every day. And then when you walk into a room, you know who's in charge because they have rank on their shoulder. Transition to a civilian world. You walk into a room and there's a meeting. Who's in charge? The most casually dressed person there may be the chairman of the committee. It, it takes a lot of discernment not to have those things automatically in front of you. Lots of differences. So hopefully I can make their transition easier. So, Melissa, coming back to the uh, active duty focus on the first day. Um, why did you guys choose to do active duty on one day and veterans retirees active duty reserves on the second day? 
So the first day was kind of brought on through Kiesler themselves. Um, I think we saw such an amazing turnout for our one-day event last year that we wanted to branch this out a little more. So they wanted to add a second day geared more towards the active duty side, and they have speakers from all over the country coming to speak on what life at an active duty looks like because they are very different. Um, with PCSing and, and different things that they have to go through that someone in the National Guard or the Reserves doesn't have to go through. So I think splitting it is going to be very good to offer kind of both sides of that spectrum. It's really interesting, though, looking at the first day for people who are just listening and interested in this conversation. You heard Becky's statistics uh, about the number of women. And if you look at the, uh, of the five speakers the first day, four of the five are women. Uh, the first, the first speaker is uh, t uh, Lieutenant General Timothy. Uh, I guess it's Ho. Is that is that right? Uh, he's the commander of the sixth, uh, 16th Air Force, which is terrific to be able to pull someone like him into a conversation like this. The rest are, are women from various, you know, some from education, some from personnel, you know, different parts. Obviously, uh, Colonel Heather Blackwell is going to be speaking, and she's the commander there at Keesler. But um, but that's you know that's a powerful roundup. Absolutely, I think those women are going to gain so much insight on, you know, what it looks like to move forward in the military as a woman. So let's talk about day two. So Becky mentioned the uh, so same thing with day two. I might add that I think they are all women in the second day. <laughs> so you have women. Who have, you know? You have a senator and Cindy Hyde Smith. You have Mississippi's Attorney General, Attorney General Lynn uh, Fitch, and uh, and others. I mean, it's a, it's a terrific roundup. Um, what what would you expect on that day? That day, I really see these women getting to see other women that have broke glass ceilings. I mean, seeing our senator who you know, rose up through her political career along with Attorney General Fitch, you know, watching these women forge through all of those levels of the political realm. Um, and then Colonel Blackwell, who's the first female commander at Keesler in its history, you know, getting to see a woman succeed like that. Um, you know, Becky Jenner, who was Mississippi's first company commander, I mean, in the Air National Guard, I mean, the Army National Guard, I mean, you can't, you can't find a better panel of women to, you know, um, to get these ladies excited about, you know, looking at what their future looks like. It is, it is exciting that you, that your organization is leading a conversation like this. And Becky, I'm just curious, you know, you've been, you've sort of been a trailblazer. <clears throat> How often have you been involved in leadership programs like this that are military based that are focused just on women? Uh, let me think. Never. Really? Never, I have never been to a military conference with just women. That and is actually extraordinary. It's, um, well, in the beginning, there weren't that many females in non-medical areas. Remember, I've been in a long time. So back when we still had the wax and they dissolved the wax. So, um, if anything, when I went to a conference, I would be one of maybe a dozen women. And in Mississippi, that was always the case at officers' conventions or anything like that. So, you know, it's just wonderful 
that these ladies will have an opportunity to see people and hear topics of interest to them and follow up. I am sure the presenters will have contact information and welcome opportunities to speak with them later. That's important, that, that networking, because it's not easy. Well, I found in my career that some of the most powerful, I mean, long-term attributes of being involved in something like this is, is the relationships you gain. And, the, you know, the, you find new mentors and new relationships that can help you. Who knows where the future is going to take you as a result of doing this? Uh, how did, where did the vision for this come from, Melissa? So, obviously, Executive Director Pickering is a visionary. Um, and as we've looked at the population throughout our state of our veterans, right now, 10% of that population are women. Um, but the statistics show that in 10 years, that's going to double to 20% of our veteran population will be women. I mean, so you're looking at around 40,000 women veterans within our state in the next 10 years. So we knew we had to start laying the groundwork to better have to have better resources and educate these women as we transition into those numbers. That's that's very significant. And Becky, one of the long-term, you know, possibilities might be that they they get a better sense of what the Mississippi Veterans Affairs organization is doing and how Mississippi stacks up with other states. You know, what what I find when I talk to military people here of all walks of life that so many are from so many, they're from all corners of the United States. They come to coastal Mississippi, whether it be CBs or Navy or, you know, the Air Force Base or wherever, and they end up retiring here. You know, they fall in love with this place. Um, that's a possibility too, that, that they will, they will continue to think about, you know, what, what happens next in my career and might Mississippi be in play for me? I, that's probably one of your hopes, isn't it, Melissa? Absolutely. And um, as Mr. Pickering was on not too long ago, sharing that Gulfport was named one of the top 10 cities for military families to retire to. And so we're really pushing that message this year as well. And, you know, trying to get get people to come and live here with us. You actually had uh, Billy Hughes, the mayor of Gulfport and uh, Stacey Pickering on together talking about a number of different rankings, really incredibly strong rankings that Mississippi and the Mississippi Gulf Coast had, and I actually have Billy Hughes coming up in the next segment, and we'll chat a little bit more about that here in just a second. But, but I really, I really think this is uh, this is incredible that this is sort of a first that you've been involved with, Becky, and because you're a trailblazer, Becky, you you uh, you'll you'll make your mark here. But uh, but it's actually surprising if someone hasn't asked you to be part of something like this before to say, well, you know, what can you do? Um, so, uh, Becky, what, I'm just curious as we kind of turn the page on this and, and, and get near the end of the segment together, um, what else are you involved in these days? Well, I'm on the BP committee, as Restoration Fund Committee, as you well know. You probably yeah. know more about what's going on with that than I do. I hear yeah. crickets. Um, and General Jeff Hammond and I co-chair the Mississippi Community Veterans Engagement Board, which yeah. is to be an advocate for the VA and to assist veterans also. Yeah. And then as whatever you, else I want to. As you know, I've done entire shows dedicated to the BP money and the need to be focused on transformational projects and um, trying to lend my support for the effort to score the, the work 
and and help uh, help make it less less easy for people to go around the, the local committee to get their lobbying done to get the money they want and hopefully we can we'll, we'll improve that process as time goes on but anyway Melissa it's a pleasure to have, have a visit with you and and uh, Becky it's good to see you again good luck with your military women summit and I look forward to getting a report on how it went absolutely thank you so much for having us you bet we'll see you we'll see you soon um, Mayor Billy Hughes coming up after this break Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.